Hello and welcome to another High Tides Dota 2 podcast. My name is Iger, and I am your deckhand for today's journey. Join with me today is Adrian. How are you doing today, Adrian? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. We have March break during April, so as a teacher, feeling great. <laughs> um, today, or I guess this episode of the podcast, we are going to talk about the 7.29 changes. I have made a mistake during recording earlier, and basically we talked about the first half of the changes already, and I had my mic muted. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the hero updates. We're not going to talk about the items or the map changes or, you know, the bounty rune changes. Although if it is relevant to the hero, we can mention it. The first one I wanted to talk about was Alchemist. The Grievous Greed gold cap has been reduced by three at all levels. To me, Alchemist was a really strong hero last patch. Uh, whether you were building him as position 3 or position 1 or 2. Um, but this was the only nerf to him. How do you feel about Alchemist now? I still really like him as a hero. I don't really think like this change does all that much, to be honest. Like He's still going to farm pretty fast, pretty reliably. Um, although like I do have to say like maybe the changes to the map will affect him a bit. Maybe it's like harder for supports to double stack or triple stack. And that will, in turn, affect like how many stack camps that Alchemist can take. I'm not too sure about Radiant. When I looked at Dire, it is harder to stack for melee heroes. If you're ranged, you can stack two camps pretty reliably. Uh, whereas when you are melee, it's really hard to stack two camps. So unless you have a spell that can hit far away, it's pretty bad. But if you're like, for Alchemist, for example, for Dire, there's like a, what is it? Two medium camps and a hard camp. You can hit all three if you put your, uh, if you put your acid spray in the middle. That's a pretty big thing for Alchemist, actually. And then I guess Alchemist also is one of the bigger ones who got nerfed when it comes to the Abyssal Blade because he could reliably farm Abyssal Blade. Now it doesn't have a blink. It feels really bad. The item feels kind of worthless. It's <laughs> not that bad. So I think people generally made the swift blink on him anyways. Yeah, but I'm saying that because you're Alchemist, right? You you will be getting the, the Abyssal Blade anyway. So it's just a weaker item for you. True. I don't think you would... Like, honestly, don't even think you would make it on him anymore. I mean, but you're going to make Basher, no? You're not going to make Basher anymore on Alchemist? I just I wouldn't I wouldn't even bother being Basher. Oh. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Um next hero that got changed. We are no expert on this, but Arc Warden got changed a little bit. Hopefully Justin is happy with it. I don't know. There is a change to Axe where Scepter is just better by one second. And then Counter Helix, the shard also increases proc chance by 10%. I saw this in a game. This thing feels crazy strong. The axe right change. click axe, core axe, now thing. I, not even joking, right? I, I told our team I kind of want to do the whole two off lanes and then Justin just carries from the middle. I think axe would be a really good position one or like safe lane carry. 
if you do this. You can just I'm help out. A lot of more, I'm seeing a lot more strength heroes in our pubs, if that changes anything. Also in a lot of pro games as well. Yeah. I mean, Lifestealer got changed too, right? Which is a big deal for these strength heroes. But uh, we don't have a timber player, so that feels bad. But I, I do want to try the whole axe in the safe lane thing. Um, feels really good. You know, we fought an axe yesterday when I was Queen of Pain. The axe, even though he didn't really have like the biggest game, felt like he was very impactful. So I don't know if he even had shard though. The axe, I think, is underrated on this hero. I think after you get blink, uh, blade mail, you should always get eggs. Uh, not a big fan of pipe anymore. Did pipe get any changes? I think it got minor changes. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I, I don't remember, remember anything. I think it just like the aura that it gives you is like a little bit better, but not in terms of the magic. Yeah, HP regen uh, aura. HP aura regen increased from two to two point five. Yeah, I am not a big fan of pipe anymore. I think unless you're fighting Zeus, and maybe, you know, like Zeus level of magic damage, I wouldn't get the pipe anymore. If it's just one Would hero. You get the, um... Sorry, you can go first. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, right? Sometimes we face off against like. Let's say a Sand King, and we're like, oh, yeah, you can get a pipe. Or like an Earthshaker, you can get a pipe. I think if it's like Earthshaker plus, plus maybe Phoenix, you know, you think about those two heroes, those are a lot of magic damage. I wouldn't even consider getting pipe anymore in that case. This item feels really bad to make. Okay. Would you still make a hood, though? Like um, if you're a selfish hero, yes. So, but like you know how your centaur or like Danny is centaur, and he will make pipe because it's a team or item. Um, I wouldn't do that. If I think hood is good for my hero, I will get it because hood is pretty good. But pipe, uh, not a big fan. I think it's kind of like Vlad's, you know, where it's an aura item, but no one really makes it because it's just not strong enough. That's how I feel about pipe so right it, now. It's just gonna. So it's just going to be one of those things where if someone makes a hood and then eventually upgrades to pipe maybe like 30 minutes in. Yeah, but you know, you can make Eternal Shroud too. Like, I think as a magic resist item, that's fine. It's a selfish item. Um, but yeah, I don't know about pipe. If you want to make a hood, go for it. And if you want to just sell the hood later on, because you know, you have a better item slot, go for it as well. That's how I feel about it. Mm, a lot of rework on Bane, Batrider. Beastmaster has been changed. Apparently, it's trending now. The Wild Axe build with the Axe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they nerfed it, right? Or they didn't nerf it, but like they, it used to not aggro Roshan, so people could just get eggs and then solo Rosh. Uh, oh, uh, Rosh leaves the pit now? Yeah, they, they like patched it after a day <laughs> it got posted on Reddit. Uh, okay. So now almost anything that, that affects Roche will aggro it and it'll, it'll move out the pit. Okay. Oh, I mean, it still doesn't stop you from doing it, right? Yeah, you can still do it and use the axes to kill it really fast. Exactly. Like tank, but... 
Uh, Beastmaster had, you know, he he deserves these buffs because Necronomicon got removed. So yeah, so like out of the two zoo heroes, I feel like Beastmaster came out of that change pretty well. I think Lycan isn't really that good anymore with no Necronomicon, but Beastmaster uh, is still. Cool. I'm so happy about the Lycan changes though. I hate the whole zoo build on Lycan. I like going Shadow Blade Armlet on that hero. So. I hope they buff him a little bit, and then I can do that build once again. That would be great. Um, Broodmother got changed. I don't know if you ever had an inkling to play this hero. This hero feels weird, in a sense. Because he's not, not a cheese hero anymore. Because the whole reason Brood was a cheese hero was because three minutes into the game, you just had no way to deal with this hero. Now, it gets delayed a lot. It gets delayed to like 5 minutes if he's solo, 10 minutes if he is um, offlane. Very, very different in terms of that. But his numbers on his skill are crazy strong. Like, his slow is 6 seconds that people just crawl. His insatiable hunger, I tried this, okay? If you ever thought about doing support Broodmother, <laughs> level one insatiable hunger, no one can trade with you. You just it's a built-in um what do you call it? Like the monkey thing. The jingu stack. You basically have jingo whenever you want when you use insatiable hunger. Things crazy good. The web got stronger as well. Yeah, he feels like a weird hero, but I am as a core now. Like a safe lane or something? Mm. Yeah, after the laning stage though, he plays the same way. He builds his spiders, he farms with them. He doesn't really want to fight until he has ags because he's stuck in one place. Or she, I guess. I... So would you play him like like a Wraith King? Where you have like... Because Wraith King would spawn his skeletons and like flash farms the jungle. So arguably Brood can do something similar. Yeah, yeah. This hero is limited by his insatiable hunger in terms of being a carry. So 25 second cooldown, 14 second duration. So what, 11 seconds of downtime as a hero? Hmm. I don't know. I think the biggest thing with Brood as well is that Brood has very low stat gain. Uh, Let's see, 2.8, 3, and 2. Yeah, it's not not that great so this hero needs a few more buffs in terms of that game and yeah i could totally see what you're saying the whole wraith king kind of build where you are you can't be bullied in lane because you have your built-in lifesteal and you have regen from your spin web and then you just farm and then you come out with radiance or whatever item you're making on this hero and then you just push together Wraith King, of course, has a crazy ulti, <laughs> but I can definitely see Broodmother playing out the same way as well. What's the ulti on Broodmother now? It's the spawn spiderlings. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so that's why it's not as cheesy anymore, because you have to be level 6 before you get your spiders out. Let's see. I'm just going over these heroes. Uh, was there a hero that you wanted to talk about? 
Uh, let's see. Oh, I did want to talk about the Dazzle Shard. Feels really good. Feels really nice, yeah. Uh, the Hex uh, AoE. Yeah. AoE Hex for 1.25 seconds every, like, what, 8 seconds or something? Yeah. Seems really good. Um, I see, like, a lot of people pick it as, like, a Illusion Hero counter now. Because it's good. AoE Hex. Speaking of illusion counters, Grimstroke is an illusion counter with this shard. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Um, the thing where he burst heals with his uh, his E, I think, right? Yeah. So when you put so the shard has been upgraded, Inkswell gets fifty percent more damage and heals the target for fifty percent of the damage dealt. Like first of all, this thing deals like three hundred damage by itself so now it's like 450 against a single hero if you have more heroes there then it just heals more the healing is not reduced if it's hitting creeps so you can just even put this on a creep wave and you go from zero to a hundred you know yeah it's like a free cheese exactly and also it's because of the damage dealt so against Phantom Lancer, where the the illusions take like four hundred percent extra damage, this thing heals you four hundred percent more. Uh, you could try it in demo, like a level thirty axe with no items. Send the PL out to him, cast Inkswell when he's like thirty percent HP, and he will full heal to a hundred percent. Thing is crazy strong, and it also gives you a strong dispel when it uh, when it pops. So this thing is super duper good. Yeah, I think Grimstroke's one of the better supports in this match. Uh, not even just that, because Phantom's Embrace, the damage per second got increased, and then at level 10, he also gets a plus 50 damage Phantom's Embrace DPS. I honestly think like he didn't even need buffs. He was already super strong last match, I know. and he just got buffed. For and reason. I think the biggest weakness of this hero was Necronomicon, because he couldn't do anything. Versus Necros, because the Necros would purge his Inkswell. I think Grimstroke mid, definitely like crazy strong. I want to try it. Uh, you know, the next time we do mid, I want to try Grimstroke mid. He seems super duper good. Like, I'm just thinking about the level 10 talent, right? If you have a level 1 Phantom's Abrace, which is 10 damage per second, and you get the talent, it's plus 50. So you go from 10 to 60 at level 10. Like, holy hell, this thing is crazy. Oh my god. And then the latch rages also got increased on Soulbind, which is nice. I, uh, I will be surprised if people didn't try more Grimstroke mid. I think this guy is crazy strong. I think he's super strong too. I think he's been first pick, first ban um, in the recent competitive games i think i haven't watched the uh, season two of dpc um it's also early in the patch right so we're not sure like which exactly is strong from the pro scene they're still figuring things out uh hoodwink got her agonim shard and her scepter scepter is a boomerang makes it so that they are slowed and they take more spell damage and 25% reduced status resistance as well. For 7 seconds, I don't know if you can purge this. I haven't tested it out. Seems really strong. Um, 
I feel like if you're support, you should just go for this item. Like, forget the whole, like, Gleipnir thing that most people are making. Just make an Ags. The shard is whatever. I don't think it's that great. It's just, uh, it's good for scouting Roshan. That's, that's what I'll say. 60 second cooldown, though. So, yeah. The shard is whatever. The scepter is pretty good, I think. Yeah. To combat the Aghanim Scepter, though, they did, like, basically nerf, I think. All of her basic abilities got nerfed. So Acorn, Bushwhack, Scurry, and Sharpshooter. Uh, but I think this hero is okay. They probably didn't need to nerf all her basic abilities because I don't think, I don't think Hoodwink has 50% win rate. But I'm excited. I want to see this hero in uh, Captain's mode. Yeah, I think she's a decent hero. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I like her too. Especially the change here. You may now place Acorn Shot on Autocast, so it always uses ground targeting. So you no longer misclick hitting a creep and then no tree spawns. Big oh, change. That was something we uh, talked about in our previous podcast. Yeah, too. exactly, man. They're listening. They're listening. This thing is pretty good. I like Hoodwink. A few buffs and people will notice, and then. People will pick this hero nonstop, guaranteed. Um, Oscar shard, Oscar shard, yeah. Apparently, this guy is also trending. Shard upgrade no longer. I sorry, shard upgrade can now be cast while disabled. Seems pretty good. Uh, uh, duration increase as well. The duration yeah. increase. So. You can no longer be bursted, basically, when you're stunned. You're still susceptible to um, magic damage, but they did buff, like, Bracer a little bit. So, you know, Huskar is someone who usually makes two Bracers into Armlet. Armlet also got buffed. 10 less HP regen thingy. Uh, so, we'll see. Huskar was pretty dead as a hero, though. Before this patch, so he you needed to take it as a cheese hero. I think you could honestly just straight up pick it as like a core, maybe like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think with Huskar, it's still the same deal. You can't really pick Huskar by yourself, you need like someone to heal you, but it's not that cheesy anymore where you have to last pick it. I think if you first pick Huskar, for example, it's pretty bad, but like if you second phase pick Huskar and you have a healer on your team, like a Dazzle, Omni Knight, or Oracle, Oracle. right? Um, it's not like it's not a gotcha pick anymore. It's just a good pick with synergy with those healers. Io got nerfed. Um, apparently, still getting picked though. So, the hell is that? I think Io should just be removed as a core. I don't know why they kept it, you know? They should have just nerfed more things about this hero and made it a support. Support Io is fun. Core Io is boring. That's my that's my hot take. I actually like core Io more than support Io. <laughs> that's just me though. Yeah, I don't know. But like when you think about Io, right? From a design standpoint. This is a hero that should be played as a support, not as a core. Like, come on. This hero was built with a partner in mind, and people are playing it without a partner. 
Um, Speaking of partners, what yeah. about changes to Tiny? Tiny, let's see. I tried it once as a carry just because he has a talent that gives him status resistance and because he has a shard where you no longer lose three charges. He's okay. I think I was phasing someone with a lot of armor. I forgot which one. But I uh, felt like I did morphling. no damage. <laughs> I think it was Morphling. But yeah, Morphling. It felt like I wasn't doing any damage. And I had Daedalus, AC. I was like 5-slotted. I think like his the benefits are like he does crazy damage to buildings. Not necessarily heroes with the tree grab. Yeah, that's a big so you thing. Just use them sure. as a, you use them as a Seizure, I guess. I don't know. That is a big thing. When I got to hit those Raxes, they fell down for sure. I think at least now he's viable as a carry or as a mid laner. Last patch, no one even tried, right? That's how bad yeah, it I was. Mean, yeah, you have to wait till 20 minutes though to get unlimited tree grab. And then does that, that just means he has like a crazy 20 minute spike? He has a crazy one. But also another way you can think about it is, you know, you can build him QW, Avalanche Toss build early on. And then at 20 minutes, you just yeah, and transition then At into... 20 minutes, you, you'll probably have your tree grab leveled up by then, right? Yeah. You just transition him get You could also maybe think about it as an offlane though, right? Because you, uh, you gank early, early on with your QW. And then 20 minutes, you start transitioning more into a carry. So, you know, if you're off lane tiny, and let's say your mid laner is a tempo hero who doesn't scale as well. So, you know, like a Puck or like a QW Quaswex Invoker, who is not going to be that super duper strong late game, then you start getting more farm priority at 20 minutes with your tiny. And then these heroes start to fall back. You can think about it like that. Uh, it's okay. The status resistance, I don't know, it's 10%. It was, it was hard to see how effective it was in the game. I also didn't get the uh, Titan Sliver. So I didn't have the Titan Sliver, SNY, and the Talent at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I would buy the Shard just like even if it didn't have that um, status resistance. Well, the status resistance is a uh, it's a talent. It's not from the shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a level twenty talent. I think it gives him ten or fifteen percent. What's the other option? Uh, toss requires no target. I'd probably get the status resist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, scrolling back up, big changes to faceless void. Time dilation now does some damage. Pretty low, you know, unless you hit like Invoker or something. But it does now do some damage over time, which helps. His chrono is a bit bigger, 450 to 500. Uh, cast range got re reduced though. Time walk got buffed. So the shard now gets you plus 400 cast range, which is pretty strong. Because this hero has problems jumping into the right position. And yeah, that's pretty much it, I think, in terms of the changes to this hero. Is this hero still dead or what? What's happening? 
the only date. So I think for the past like one or two patches, I feel like the only time I've ever seen a faceless void is if there's a mid lane invoker paired up with it to cast Cataclysm. Yeah. Um, I, I think the time dilation change is very strong. I think the you change maybe, is good maybe too. Maybe played as a position three. Let's see. Duration is eight seconds. Ten damage per second per cooldown. So let's say you hit two cooldowns, right? That's twenty damage per second for eight seconds. So that's hundred sixty damage for a one for a level one spell. That's pretty decent. And a pretty big slow as well, right? Yeah, I think so. I feel like you can play him as like an offlaner or something if you really wanted to. Play him as... The problem with this hero is that he has no cooldown reduction talent, you know? I think Chronosphere has 150 second downtime. This thing is long. I feel like Tidehunter gets a better deal from, you know, those long cooldowns. And also, Tidehunter. Tidehunter bullies a lane a lot stronger than Void. So that's the big problem with putting Void versus Tidehunter. Is that you have a better early game as Tidehunter. You have a better catch-up mechanic because you can um, Ancient. And you have a cooldown talent. So later on, you have faster um, ultis. It's just Chrono is a strong spell. Because it's, you know, four or five seconds of BKB lockdown. So, we'll see, we'll see. I think Hero is still dead as a position one, that's for sure. I think he needs more. But hey, I guess, uh, I guess Faceless Void never got Abyssal anyway, so <laughs> that's a buffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, moving on. Anything change here? Legion Commander, the shard gives you spell immunity when you press the attack. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, position five Legion incoming. Five. I mean, probably not five. Three. I think this hero can't do anything though as a position five. You just purge. Just a longer cool. You just purge. Uh, he, no, you, you kind of treat it like a Abaddon, right? He trades well. He can purge. Yeah. I guess uh, uh, this hero has better cast range than Abaddon, that's true. And then his purge thing scales better, right? Yeah, he's kind of useless, you know? Because you he can't really duel. Or whenever you duel, you just die. <laughs> um, any other interesting changes? Lifestealer got changed a lot. So Feast now deals up to 1.2% of target's max health as damage. Uh, they don't say if it's physical or pure, because it used to be pure damage. Now, I think it's physical. And then Open Wounds also deals 2%. And Fez got changed by its Scepter, whatever. The hero feels nice to play now. Yeah, I think he's giving him the percentage-based damage back is, I don't know, just feels really good. Yeah. This hero is he felt, really strong. He felt really bad when he didn't have, like when they got rid of it last patch, it just felt so bad. Yeah, he felt like he just didn't do any damage. Now you get like, you know, 20, 30 damage extra per attack, and this hero attacks fast, right? So that is pretty good. 
this hero is really strong against offlaners without an escape. And if you have like a bully support, like a lich or something like that, this hero can shred offlaners. Very nice hero. Especially when you get the armlet, right? Armlet got buffed. And uh, he did make Abyssal before. But that is a pretty bad deal for him, I guess. We'll see. Other changes. Uh, Lone Droid got buffed a bit. Still hate the hero because Bear never works for me. Luna, I think, got better. Uh, Shard now releases an attack up to two random targets within 500 radius of the target location. And then the attacks will bounce like glaives. So whenever you cast Lucent Beam, you get two attacks, basically. Which is nice because, you know, Lucent Beam takes you a while to cast. You gotta raise your arm and everything. So as a carry Luna, usually a lot of the time is, well, if I cast this, you know, I'm not attacking anymore. And this helps mitigate that. Also, long-range poke. Like, you can just use this at high ground. You know, you loosen beam whoever's defending. And then the glaives will bounce to the tower and deal damage to the tower that way. That, there's that. Lycan got some buffs, I think. Uh, except for his move speed. His max move speed is now 550 instead of 650. Um, but yeah, he got some buffs because Necronomicon got removed. Uh, Magnus, the Empower, is getting buffed again. So I feel like this hero is really strong as a uh, position one. But I don't see it. I'm not sure why. I think I would really hero... like some changes to just the hero in general. Like he's basically just tech because of Empower. <laughs> Well, that's because that's why you want to go position one, right? You want to empower yourself, and then you have your reverse polarity. Magnus's combo of like you know you RP or you skewer the enemies back. I think it's pretty fun to play. So, also horn toss is one hundred percent underrated. The shard for him, because a lot of people are going like, oh, if you're pro, you can just you know skewer back. Or you can just RP, you know, and move around to the direction of the RP thingy. But uh, what people are missing is that Horn Toss has like a, like a 200, 300 range in front of you. So that's essentially like an Ether Lens for your initiation. It helps you land these uh, spells a lot easier. And you don't need to use RP if you want someone behind you. Yeah. I mean, before you could like shockwave into skewer if they're really close, but like I said, it, this thing is a big quality of life for him. For only fourteen hundred gold, you know, it's a point seventy five second stun now as well. Helps with interrupting TPs. This is a good shard. This is super underrated. It's not like a just for noobs kind of shard. Shard is what yeah. I'm trying to no, say. No, it's definitely a good shard, but I wouldn't say it's like one of the strong. Yeah, it's not. It's not Grimstroke Shard. You know? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, other changes. Monkey King. Scepter Soldiers no longer attack Roshan. And Scepter Monkey Soldiers King now King. die when <laughs> Monkey King dies. I think the whole Scepter Soldiers no longer attack Roshan. 
I don't know how I feel about that. If the scepter soldiers that die when he dies, that that really feels bad. <laughs> yeah, that one feels bad, but I think that one is balanced. That change. This other one, I think you know, Monkey King's not the best at hitting Roshan anyway. I think having his scepter soldiers attack Roshan was fine. You just have to make it so that they aggro whoever's outside, or they move outside the pit. You know, just like the tree, uh, the Beastmaster axes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know about the whole no longer attacks Roshan thing. That one feels bad. Uh, what else did they change with this hero? Base A health regen, nerf. Nerf, nerf, yeah, nerf, nerf. And level twenty five was also nerfed for him. So even though no one took the two hundred armor Wukong's command, what you have to understand is that. This thing was busted when he hit level 30. Because he got the extra ring and 200 armor. That's what made him super broken at level 30. So now they've taken that away. So at level 30, he's no longer super crazy strong. Still very strong, of course, because of his ring. They got rid of the plus 350 primal ring damage as well. Yeah, they got rid of that. To minus 7 second boundless... 7 seconds boundless strike though feels nice. This thing has like it a 22 nice. second cooldown. When you, had the, when you had the primal spring damage and the and the shard, you would just basically W for every creep wave and then immediately jump back into the tree and like no one can catch you. You can just farm really safe, I mean really dangerous positions on the map with a uh, with tree dance. Yeah. They also took it away and then added his zero cooldown primal spring at 25, which feels weird. Which is, I don't know, because like now you need two, two primal springs for a creep wave. It's just well, now you have to, uh, you have to balance strike and primal spring, right? Or if you had an axe, sometimes the axe could clear it after your jump. Mm. Hero is not he getting picked as much. Dead. That's what I know. <laughs> Abyssal also it's, got nerfed, which was a big deal for this hero. Because this hero used to make Abyssal all the time. So, big change to really? Monkey King. Yeah? Cause... I wouldn't... I don't think I made... I, like, I didn't make Abyssal on him for, like, the longest time. There's always, like, just something more important. I think you go... Because you would make, like, Mailstorm... You go, like, Mailstorm Eggs and BKB. Then you go Scotty Abyssal. The game's usually over by then, though. I don't think I've made Abyssal on him for, like, the longest time. Just because, like, your illusions don't proc the Abyssal stun anyways. I know, but, like, this hero could, um... Well, you know, it's just any lockdown while inside the ring is useful. I like the Abyssal on this hero. But, yeah, I guess it's not that big of a deal for him. But still, I, I don't see Monkey King getting picked compared to last time. I mean, these are really big nerfs, so... Yeah. I don't see him, I don't see him being picked this patch at all. So. All right, I want to talk about Morphling though. Next one. So intelligence got increased. Attribute shift, of course, is the big deal. Ten mana cost now, but better um, attribute shift basically at all levels except for level four. Adaptive strike cooldown uh, cost mana cost got reduced, and wave four mana cost reduced. Talents, I think, are whatever. But 
this whole 10 mana cost thing, I had to look it up before, like long, long time ago, his attribute shift was 30 mana per second. This is 10 mana. You know, and everything else about the hero got buffed, basically, at early game. So I had to play against one Morphling, only one so far, in the mid lane. It felt like it didn't cost him any mana at all to do his, like, weird thingy majigi. It just felt like he got stronger. <laughs> Especially in mid, because, hint, hint, you should go bottle when you're mid. You don't have that many mana problems on this hero, I think. Uh, I think Justin is missing out. Justin should go Morphling still, just get a bottle, and I think you're a stronger Morphling. I don't think he's played Morphling this patch yet. I think he's played it like once or twice. I know the one time he played Morphling that I was in his game, he didn't go bottle, of course. Bottle's just really good this patch. Just make it on everybody mid. <laughs> I know. Make it on everybody. Uh, I was thinking about that too when I was co-op, right? Because like with co-op, the thing with you is you want to push the enemy out. And since everyone just has bottle, it's you a bit harder. You so can't, you can't enough. Yeah, so what I did was I didn't max my Q. I just got level 2 on it, and then I maxed my E. Just so I could farm more. Uh, but yeah, those like... Oh. Okay, one like, thing I did kind of want to talk about is like how the map changed. Maybe this is off topic, but just like how the map changed um, with where the mid lane camps were and how they're farther away than they used to be. For both sides? Yeah, for both sides. So, like, you used to have like a medium camp close to you in the mid lane in addition to a small camp. So, like, on Dire, you could kind of. You could kind of farm that, especially if you're like a Viper or Medusa, you could like stack and farm it. Also, as like an alchemist, you could stack and farm those camps, but now you can't really do that anymore. Um, is it super far the medium camp? Well, it's 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 a lot farther than it used to be. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the map that's with just you like, right now. That's just, okay. So I feel like it's just like it's a nerf to like those greedier heroes that used to go mid lane. Unless you have someone who's specifically stacking for you, but I, I guess know when I like I know when I used to play Viper, Viper, Medusa, or like Sniper, I would stack for myself on that camp. The way I think about it is that at least in the dire side, you know how they move the hard camp so that instead of at the top, it's near the bottom now of the ancients. Yeah. The way I think about it is that now when I go for the bounty rune, because you always go for the bounty rune, you can just farm that camp while you're there, you know? Um, but you can't stack it anymore is the thing. It's harder for you to stack it yourself, but, you know, if you have your support stack it for you, I think it's fine. I was talking about the ones up north on Dire. Yeah, that's what I mean though, right? But instead of going to that camp, you can just go to the one near your bounty room now. Oh, okay. To yeah. refill your bottle and to like farm a camp. I do agree with you though. Like for example, for Viper, because Viper has super low move speed, so he can't really spend a lot of time moving to another camp. Uh, it feels bad for you because you can only farm the small camp now. But yeah, we will see if they make some changes to it. I don't think they're gonna do any other map changes though. Um, 
maybe just pick a hero who can move fast, like Monkey King. No, Monkey King doesn't care that much. He can tree dance. And I think, for example, when you play Naga Siren, I think the camps are better for Naga. Because yeah. now all the camps are like closer together to each other. And so when you send your illusions to farm the other camps, you get all the XP now. Instead of before, when you send your illusion to a faraway camp, sure, your illusion clears it, but you don't get any XP from it. So, Speaking of Naga, I think her changes to Riptide were pretty good for the Shard. Yeah? More I'd armor? Use, like, yeah, like I, I would almost never, <laughs> never get it, but now it seems pretty decent. I think it's okay. Um, so shard armor reduction increase from minus two to minus four is the biggest one, right? And it's a twenty percent slow. I don't know how big twenty percent is. To me, it doesn't feel that big. great. I mean, you don't have to activate it, right? For the slow, now it's like it just procs, which is nice, and it's yeah. But like, too. this is a hero like, who likes. This is a hero who likes Scotty or Diffusal, anyway. Did you really have problems with catching up to people? Once you caught up to them, right? Through your instant, or once you got into melee range of that hero, they were basically slowed anyways. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt though, right? This is just yeah. pretty slow. It's cheaper than Scotty. And I guess the big thing is that when you have this, right? And your illusions go on a support, there's a higher chance of them dying. Because now they get slowed for free, like you said. And more more armor reduction as well. It's just it's just nice having more control earlier on in the game. Like you don't have to wait till you have Scotty. You just you can just buy the shard. Yeah. For one fifth the price. Naga was also not incredibly reliant on Abyssal compared to other heroes at least. So that's a buff. Would you make I also I, I think last patch I saw a lot of people playing Naga as like a support kind of where you would make Meteor hammer and eggs and whatnot instead of going like the traditional right click or carry build. Uh, a few times I did see that. Uh, but you have to be really good at timing the the sleep, because it's not just about the meteor hammer, right? The bigger one is like timing with timing it with like arrow or with earth spirit roll or things, something like that, right? Just timing it with something else. So. It's still good. Like, for example, Naga Siren can sleep, and then if you have a Void Spirit, put down the Spirit, the Q, and that would be a great setup. But uh, I think, you know, this is a hero that, again, same thing with what I said with Ayo. To me, the concept of Naga Siren being a support, it feels weird, because deep down, this hero should be a core. Yeah, like the whole, whole illusion thing makes her want to be a core. Any, yeah, any exactly. Would technically be a core. It's not like with profit. With nature's profit, I can definitely see in between. Oh, you're a support or you're a core. I can see how his identity fits both. Whereas with Naga Siren and Ayo, I definitely just see Ayo. Yeah, that should be a support hero. Why isn't this a support hero? Naga Siren, this should be a core hero. Why isn't this a core? So I'm, you know, it's whatever's for me. Uh, Necrophos has gotten a lot of attention. Uh, this hero went from not being picked in the entire DPC season 
to getting picked now. The attack animation is a lot better. The projectile is a lot faster. Thank God. This hero can actually last hit now. It feels good playing this hero. And then the shard got reworked. So it gives him another um, way to decrepify, to become ethereal. The Ghost Shroud slow got increased a bit. And then Heartstopper Aura got a bit better. Reaper Cast Point got a bit better. Right? Pardon? Reaper Scythe is magic damage, right? Reaper is magic, yeah. So he just casts his shard Death Seeker for 25% amp and then plus 3%? Yeah, so you can get 25% extra damage on your Reaper site. And I think um, Veil, I don't, know. I, like, I don't see a lot of people making Veil, but I feel like it's a really strong item. I think it's strong. I think that thing is way better than Pipe, for example. Like 1500 gold and you're getting AOE reduced, like magic resist by 25 or something. Would you make it on a support or your mid lane? Yeah, I make it. I make it on Shakira all the time. Like any any AOE thing, any AOE uh, support, I try to make it. It just it's super cheap. Like for fifteen hundred, like fifteen hundred gold is nothing. It's less than the Ether ones, less than the Glimmer Cape. Gives mana regen. It just feels really good. Let me take a look at the stats. I used to buy Veil a lot. My problem with Veil on a support is that 1500 gold feels like your Shadow Amulet for your, uh, for your Glimmer Cape. But, like you said, I think the biggest deal with this one is that if you are a hero who makes Ring of Bassy, you should make Veil. And I think Ring of Bassy got buffed this patch. Uh, yeah, you're getting 1.75 mana regen. Uh, yeah. As an aura, 1200 distance. Okay, so I got the spell amp wrong. It's 18%. That's still pretty good for 16 seconds. 1200 cast range. Hmm. And it gives stats as well. So it's not like... Yeah, how much is the recipe? 650. That's the biggest thing, right? Uh... Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe it is a bit underrated. Because... So would you see it on... So I know you like building it on your support. Would you build this on your core? You never made Veil when you were Zeus, right? Uh, not when I was Zeus. Just I used because, to make like, Veil. I feel, like you, you, I feel like you don't really want him. I, I built it on Viper, though. Just because Viper wants the mana regen. Um, but I feel like in general you want this on a support more than a core just because this item doesn't really build up to anything. Do you think the support has to have like a lot of magic damage to warrant it? No, like even if the support himself doesn't have it, I feel like if the team does, like if you have, if you have a Lashrak or a Zeus on your team, I think you should just make it. Well, I'm just saying like if you're AA or Bane, would you make Veil or? Yeah, I would make it if like if I okay. have a Zeus, okay. if I have a Zeus or like some other crazy magic damage dealing person on my team, I would I would definitely make it. Okay, I can see it. 
eighteen percent, twelve hundred cast range is really good. Cast it from far away. Plus fifty mana. There, sixteen second duration, and if I'm here's his spell immunity. I didn't even know that. You can cast. I feel like the item is super underrated, and it's just going to suddenly explode in popularity. I am. Uh, I'm getting a bit convinced. Oh, it's dispellable by any dispel now. Okay. Before you couldn't dispel this thing, which was crazy. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Maybe I'll go Grimstroke mid with the uh, Veil first item. Veil E-Blade. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, just looking at the time. That's fine. Any other heroes worth mentioning? PL, most broken hero this patch. Most broken, yeah. Kept getting buffed. Um, He's definitely going to get nerfed. I know a lot of people are going Octarine on this hero. Like, they go Diffusal. You don't even need Octarine, though. Like... No, but it's way stronger with Octarine. I think, yeah. So the game we played, I, I, I was lucky enough to get the Spell Prism, right? And it, it was just so ridiculous. I think, I, think it, it, I had it down to, like, 3-second cooldown or something. It was pretty disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. This, this thing will get nerfed. At the very least, I think the talent will get nerfed. I think they'll just completely remove this. <laughs> three second cooldown. Cool yeah. Come on. Minus three second cooldown at level 15 was insane. Yeah, they're going to remove that. And then I think they're going to check if it's still broken after removing the talent. Yeah, because like when I was playing him, like it, 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 just, it just felt bad if you actually went in and fought because you would reduce your health. So if you didn't have a heart, it, your illusions just get weaker. So, it, like, you, you basically play them like a spellcaster who does right click damage. You just cast your Q, and your illusion does like 70 or 80% of your damage. You don't even have to, like, run in and fight. Yeah, it's kind of like Luna, you know, when you, uh, when you went that Axe build on Luna. You were just that annoying hero that pressed Q all the time, and then when the major team fight happened, you would eclipse. Uh, I, it's kind of the same with uh, PL, except PL's uh, scales. Because it's an actual illusion. And now the illusion deals so much damage. 20, 75% of your damage or something crazy. That will get nerfed for sure. Who else? Pudge. Pudge got buffed. One armor. Too strong now. <laughs> Too strong now. I like the change though. Phoenix? Shard. Phoenix, Phoenix Shard? Phoenix Shard? Uh, this one's kind of weird. Sunray is now castable in Supernova, where it used to be on his eggs. Now he gets it in a shirt. Yeah, it started with his eggs, and then they moved it to level 20, and now it's a shard. Like, why? Why? Did, did this hero need a buff? <laughs> this hero is fucking broken, man. I hate playing against Phoenix. Super strong. Super strong, yeah. Also, the Sunray doing a 12% slow... Might not seem like a big deal. That's that's an extra slow, man. Keeping them in the sun rays for longer. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Phoenix. I definitely made Veil when I was Phoenix. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely Veil on Phoenix. You go like what? Tranquils into Veil or something? Midas. Tranquils Veil, and then <laughs> <Midas> uh, Shivas. 
I would probably go Midas before the Veil if I was making Midas. Although Veil does help you farm, so. What else? What else? Ricky? Uh, Ricky? Ricky, the Sleeping Dart? Uh, what did they buff to the Sleeping Dart? You can now damage um, them? So, yeah, they used to be invulnerable for like 3 or 4 seconds. Now they're treating it like ET Stomp, I think, where if they take damage, they can wake up. Yeah. Seems uh, super strong. You can either ignore them completely, or you can actually go on them and use it as a setup for something. Yeah, I think the biggest deal with the Sleeping Dart is it has long cast range. So you can cast it very uh, simply. Like you said, because it is a like sleep that can damage, it's really good if you have a setup hero. Like we talked about Chronosphere and everything with Invoker, but you just Sleeping Dart into double Cataclysm and that guy dies. Yeah, I pretty much see Sleeping Dart being bought on Ricky every single game. Yeah. What, um, what about as a carry? Do you think Ricky is better? The tricks of the trade is a big change. Oh yeah, 100% to 50% reduction. Yeah. You do get change. double the Agi now, which works better with your backstab, of course. Uh, it's just so that when you, you... still do the same amount of damage, or do, you do, or do you do less damage? If you have no items, you will deal more damage. It's just that if you have Battle Fury, right? Because Battle Fury doesn't give you stats, it just gives you raw damage. So that raw damage will get reduced. Same with Daedalus. So it's a nerf to the Battle Fury Daedalus build. But technically speaking, if you make like a... What do you call it? If you make a Diffusal, for example, and that's your only item, then it's a buff to Riki. Oh, and they also nerfed his Blink Strike cast range to minus four Blink Strike replenish time. Yeah, that one is a big change. Uh, his other level 20 was the backstab damage, though. So I feel like now you just take the backstab damage. One it's... of his strengths, though, was the fact that he was so elusive, right? It was just so hard to catch him. Yeah. He could always trips when you're on top of him, and then he blinks out. Now it's easier to catch him out? A bit easier, that's true. But you do now you just make sleeping like, He's dark, always right? a glass cannon, right? He's very squishy. That's true. I don't know. Uh, Matt got to play it as a carry one time. I don't think he made Sleeping Dart. Oh, no, no. He made it at the very end. He also didn't go Battle Fury, I think. He, I think he just went uh, Diffusal Manta. Yeah, why pick Ricky when you can pick PL? <laughs> got set up for the Cataclysm, man. Or the Magnus Skewer. That was fun. Uh... Yeah, oh, and also with Magnus, right? With Magnus, your uh, Empower is a lot better because you have way more Agi. So that's a buff, I guess. The Riki Magnus build. Uh, any other big changes that we're missing? Oh, Slark. I want to talk about Slark. I think his shard is really strong. I just don't know how to play this hero. Uh, I mean, you treat it as like a second ult, right? Yeah, it's basically a refresher for you for uh, 1,400 gold. And it can save your allies, yeah. right? Like, if someone gets chronoed, you just put this depth yeah, shroud. it's basically a 75-second cooldown. 
It's a pretty long cooldown. Yeah. I mean, someone gets chrono. It's actual ult, I think. Just right? cast it. It's 800 cast range, man. Because they get your HP regen too while they're inside the thing and they can't be targeted. Is pretty good. Seems good. Seems good. I just don't know how to play this hero, like I said. I feel like is every it time. PL good? <laughs> is PL good? As a shard, I think the shard is a PL good. I think the rest of the hero sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But like if you if we were ranking the shards, you know this is PL good shard. It's pretty pretty good. Probably the hero. Like, uh, go yeah, on. I feel so. like he's not. He's, he's. I feel like he's still not like. He's 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 he, like he's okay as a hero. I still don't see him as like one of the stronger ones in this patch though. Yeah, my problem with this hero is just it feels like he just doesn't do anything. If you're behind. If you're ahead, I get it. You know, you're you're stacking, you're killing everyone. Any support that comes to D ward dies. When you're behind, it feels like you deal no damage. You you get like what five, maybe ten of your essence shift stacks before you have to retreat, and then you just have to wait for your cooldowns again. It feels really bad to play this hero. Uh, but the shard is really good. Like I said. If anything, you should play this guy as an offlaner. Oh, <laughs> no. Like you just leash for your team, right? You it's like a blink, you leash for them. And then you uh you depth shroud when your carry go they attack your carry, you depth shroud. Pretty good, pretty good. Have you uh have you tried the new Snapfire build? That's super popular right now. What's the new one? Um because he got the new shard. I think, or not new shard, but they changed the shard where Scatterblast um, has the stun duration at close range for two seconds. Uh huh. So you would play in mid, you'd make an E blade. So you would make a blink and E blade, you blink on top of someone, cast your uh, Scatterblast, which pushes them back and stuns them for two seconds. And then you cookie onto them for like a total of four seconds stun or something. Um. I haven't tried it. I was interested in Snapfire before when Thompson did the whole E-Blade thing. But uh, I think it's okay. I, I know don't know if that builds any better than like his eggs build, though, where you would get the eggs for the and like shoot your ally onto someone. Uh, well, the thing is, you still make that. It's just that you have to get it later on in the game. Because the problem with the eggs now is that it scales off of your Mortimer's Kisses. So when your Mortimer's Kisses is only like level 1 or level 2, it doesn't really do that much. Uh, but once it's level 3, it's the same deal as last time. So you just have to wait until like your level 18 to get it. So yeah, uh, mid Grimstroke, mid Snapfire this match. Yeah. Uh, when I was co-op, I was playing against the Snapfire, right? Yeah. And he was okay. The only reason he won that lane was because I dove his tower. Uh, he was like three shots away from dying, and for some reason my hero stood still. Maybe it was like that scatter blast, like slow, that happened to me. But for some reason my hero wasn't attacking under tower, and he won that way. Still, he wasn't very impactful though. That guy, he made E blade. That's all I remember him making. He made E blade yeah, and E blade. I don't think he made the blink though. I don't think be... so. Yeah. 
his I think he was just relying on his axe, right? For axe to call and he would ulti. Yeah. But he, he probably saw the build on like YouTube but then didn't know how to play it. One thing I will say about Snapfire is that as a mid laner, this guy benefits a lot from the bottle changes. This guy is spam heavy with his Q and W. And now that you have basically uh, a bottle rune uh, for the two, three, and four minute mark, you feel really strong. So I will give you that. You should try it. You know, next time you have to go mid. Do you go Veil on this one? Huh? <laughs> veil, uh, Veil, uh, E Blade. It's all magic damage. Maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, Techies got changed a bit. Cast time yeah. improved on remote mines. Move speed increased. When everyone else gets slower, somehow Techies gets faster. Uh, minefield sign no longer in the fountain area. Doesn't matter. Blast off. Shard cast range to 300 now from 600. But this time, the stun radius is from 200 to 400. Now I should see <laughs> this shard should work now. Yeah, the shard should be bought a lot more. I feel like playing techies feels really good now. You get free TPs every time you suicide. That's good. what I was thinking too. I feel like playing techies should be good now this patch. <laughs> Honestly? And then Necronomicon removed? This yeah, hero, man. Necronomicon as well. This hero, man. And then, oh, yo, level 15, the talent, man. 240 to 300 blast off damage. Yeah, yo. This is the techies patch. Techies patch. Not, not even, like, joking about it. Seems really... I like his shard a lot. I like this thing. You will not see me playing a different hero. I'll be just either techies or PL every game. <laughs> techies or PL. Uh, unless you're laning with me and I'm Darkseer. I don't like techies in my lane if I'm Darkseer. <laughs> Could be okay though. Vacuum into uh, blast off, yo. <laughs> like once you start wiggling, right? And I just blink in because you tell me when you're wiggling. Yeah. Maybe actually, maybe <laughs> the wiggles. The wiggles. <laughs> I just can't put oh, uh, iron shell on you, right? Terrorblade. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Terrorblade? Well, I don't know. Just because, like, I used to play him a lot, right? And then they. I don't know, I just haven't picked him in the longest time. It just didn't feel good. But I think he got buffed this patch, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, 1 HP regen, 4 base damage. Like they, they, they improved his laning, for sure, right? Now he has HP regen, he has more base damage, higher armor. Or no, lower armor, but that doesn't really matter that much. I think a big thing with um, PB is, I think the metamorphosis... Yeah, the attack range bonus is reduced. So it's only 340 and now. And the damage as well. And then the damage is a little bit... Actually, on all levels, it's a lot lower. Uh, so I don't know. Is he better or worse now? Let's see. Illusion damage is worse. No, better. Slow is worse early. Better late game. Duration is always 5 seconds. Cooldown increased. Mana cost reduced. Yo, 35 Bruh. mana cost for a 5 second slow and what? 
maybe 30 damage, 50 damage, however this is. They're trying to make you skill reflection instead of meta. <laughs> well, you have to level meta now because everything scales up. But like, you know, one point reflection, that's what I always thought about. That's not bad. Like 35 mana costs? Are there spells that cost this low? Like that's like a quill spray, man. 35. Almost as almost as uh I mean there's the morph agi morph, right? 10. 10 yeah. Uh like let's say you get metamorphosis level one. If you get reflection level two, just every time it's off cooldown, you just cast it, you know? You just cast it out of this illusion that deals 40% damage. Oh no, 55. So after two attacks, and it will get two attacks because it's last five seconds, you know, it'll deal 100% of their base damage. I don't know. Might be worth thinking about leveling reflection. I remember like five or six patches ago, there was a crazy guy who made a YouTube video about going mid TD and you max reflection and uh, conjure image. <laughs> and you just spam reflection. <laughs> That's it. I know the big thing about TV though is his, is it his ags, right? The whole, you have a 10 second metamorphosis. Oh yeah. That thing yeah, feels yeah. strong, so. And they buffed his spear thing too last patch or two, right? Mm-hmm. And then even his shard is not bad. You move so fast with that thing. So I don't know how I feel about the hero, to be honest. Yeah, the problem of the to, hero. I used to play him so much, but I don't know. The hero has the same problems, right? It's like if you hit, get hit by a three hundred damage nuke, it takes half your HP. It's still the same problems here. It hasn't really changed. But there are new items that help him with that, right? There's the Mage Slayer or not that gives you magic resist. The problem with Mage Slayer is you have to hit the hero attacking you. But like, you know, if there's a Lina on the background, you're not really hitting the Lina until it's too late. I think the bigger problem is that Mage Slayer it does not get applied to your illusions. Don't you have passive? It gives you passive magic resist though, doesn't it? Yeah, but not more than what like a hood gives you. Is oh, okay. the problem is you're wasting a lot of money, because uh, I think like a patch or two ago, PL would get hood, right? That was a standard build on PL. No, you you would still you would still make or yeah you'd still make a hood on him for just because exactly. But you wouldn't make mage slayer is what I'm trying PL, to say. Right? Okay. Okay. So. Mage Slayer is getting buffed. Uh, I think it's not there yet, but maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I still don't think it's a good item. And uh, and that's about it. There are a lot more changes, but we're kind of out of time. Overall, how do you feel? Are you happy with the patch or sad about the patch? Uh, I feel pretty good about it. I like the changes to Ursa. So. Or oh yeah, the shard. Oh, actually, the last shard, thing we didn't talk about the hero. Range bonus. We didn't talk about the hero. Oh, the new Dawnbreaker. Yeah. Not since I did, I've, I've never played him. <laughs> Do you like the concept of the hero? But Not you, like it. But you played the hero though, so how did it feel? I like the hero. A lot of people saying it's weak. I think it's because... a fifty-five percent win rate. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. When when Andrew and Matt talk about this hero, they talk about it like a carry. This hero should not be played as a carry. 
This hero should be played as play an off laner. Yeah, you play him as a three. Yeah. Play him as like three. A, you make bully you make the enemy. SNY, maybe a blink. Yeah. No, man. You, you know what you make? You make Holy Locket on this hero. Holy Locket <laughs> is busted on this hero. And I'm kidding. I'm not even kidding. Holy Locket is legit good now. Because now that it's... I still don't think, I still don't think I've ever seen anyone make it. I make it. The thing is, though, okay, last thing we're going to talk about. So the change that they made is that passive charge regeneration time reduced from 15 to 10. You, you just think about this as a Percy, okay? It's just a Perseverance because now uh, a charge gives you 15 HP. I think it's 15 HP. Is that what a stick gives you? 15, 15 uh, HP, 15 mana? Let me check. Uh, a charge gives you 15, yeah, 15 HP and 15 mana, okay? So that's every 10 seconds. So technically, that's 1.5 HP regen extra, 1.5 mana regen extra, okay? And it also has a healing amp, and you have the headdress built into it. This thing is a pretty good version of a Perseverance. And you can activate it to heal an ally. So like when when you ulti with Dawnbreaker and you land onto your platform and then you use this on a, an ally, it heals them for like a thousand HP during your ulti. You may so here's the build on Dawnbreaker, okay? Here's a secret build on Dawnbreaker. You go Orb of Corrosion if you can. You go um holy locket first item. I'm not even kidding you. Holy locket first item. And then you build whatever you want. Because this gives you the mana region that you need, right? A lot of people go Echo Saber. You don't need Echo Saber if you have Holy Locket. And then you just do whatever you want. And you heal so much, man. You heal so much. Trust me. Trust me. This is, this is my pitch. Holy Locket cost? Holy Locket. Okay, so the recipe is... 475. The whole thing costs how much? 2400. So if you have a stick, right, instead of making an Echo Saber, just make a Holy Locket. Okay, so the takeaway from this patch, guys, is secret OP items this patch Holy Locket, recommended by Iger. Bail, recommended by Adrian. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you are a hero who can heal allies, you should make Holy Locket. So if you're a Dazzle, Necrophos. You know how people on Necrophos makes the... What's that item called? The... The... The hood upgrade. Eternal Shroud? Don't make, don't make Eternal Shroud. Just make Holy Locket. Okay? If you are any healer, Omni Knight, make Holy Locket. Io, make Holy Locket. Okay. If you oh, are Death Prophet. Prophet, make Holy Locket. Holy, Any hero. The thing is, Eternal, Eternal Shroud just feels so good, though. Because it gives a. Because it, it, it still gives spell lifesteal and everything. It's not just healing. It, yeah, right? but it's, Eternal Shroud is way more than Holy Locket. Holy Locket is 2400. Eternal Shroud is how much? Yeah, the thirty-three hundred also gives you also gives you magic resistance. So. 
You don't need that if you have Holy Locket. Don't worry. <laughs> if you're Phoenix, Holy Locket. If you're Timbersaw, Holy Locket. Okay? Because you have a lot of, like, HP regen. So anybody with healing, Holy Locket. Except for maybe Lifestealer. If you're Lifestealer, maybe don't make Holy Locket. Oscar. Husker, Husker, holy locket, hundred percent. If you're Husker, make holy locket for sure. Uh, anyone else with a heal? Winter Wyvern, holy locket. Brood mother. Brood mother. Uh, one point five mana regen's not gonna cut it for a brood mother. Brood needs like ten mana regen per second or something. So you make holy locket. Soul Ring and Bottle on this year. <laughs> All right. With that being said, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, what is your last word for today's podcast? Buy Holy Locket. All right. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to buy a Veil of Discord as well. And I will see you next time. <laughs>